Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac. And I'm your other host, DM Celeste, aka DM Seawitch. Hey, close enough. And today we're going to tie back to episode 182, Console to Campaign, where we talked all about Shadow of the Colossus, and that featured Sam Gronseth from Games as Lit. And that led Rourke and I to create DMnastics number 151, The Bigger They Are, because the harder they fall. Ha, get we it. Didn't, I get that, it. Uh, that other part we didn't put it. You get it. So what did we do for this one? Yeah, so this time we asked you all to basically design a massive, massive creature. Um, and basically the intention of this wasn't a creature that you would fight in a traditional way. Uh, it was a creature that you'd have to use some other kind of strategy or something to take down. So we went ahead and asked a series of questions to design this monster. So here are our questions. One, what does the creature look like? Two, who created it? How? Why? Three, what weak points must be exploited? Four, how do the heroes traverse the creature? Five, what does the creature do to try and stop them? Six, how can the heroes research the creature before the encounter? And seven, of course, you do you. Yes, indeed. So, should I go first or should you go first? I feel like I've been going first a lot, so I think you should go first. Perfect. <laughs> so, I would love to highlight the post from none other than Rorik himself. Oh! <gasps> The man, the go. legend. The man, the myth, the legend. Rourke, a.k.a. Mindweave RPG, a.k.a. DM Eck. Boom. <sighs> What's up? And he decided to create a 60-foot tall, half-skeletonized zombie. That's terrifying. <laughs> oh, but don't worry. This is basically like a goblin god that a group of lizard folk necromancers decided to get together and raise up. Oh, goody. <laughs> but in some pseudo-necromantic Power Rangers style, they have basically placed raised necromancers in certain parts of this skeleton zombie thing to keep it going. And there's basically one that is still like has all of its faculties in the skull operating it. So that's kind of how you take it apart. There's no there's no real way to do damage to a 60-foot tall zombie that's going mm. to last. Um, of course, the zombie itself could stomp you out or club you, but once you've figured out how to get inside, then you have to deal with these necromancers one body part at a time, if you will, kind of destabilizing it and taking it apart, which even in my mind, that's terrifying because like, okay, so we take the legs out, but this thing's like this giant zombie. Still crawling on care. its hands. Yes. Oh my God. Or, or you take out a couple arms. What Again, what does it care? It can just yeah. keep stomping. So yep. that's how you kind of take it apart. And basically to learn more about it, you kind of go down the road of – investigating this cult and the myths about this cult and things like that to maybe figure out of easier ways to take these necromancers out and do the, do certain things to give you that advantage. Because that was one of the keys about the Shadow of the Colossus is figuring out how to take the monster down mm -hmm. or else like you're just bashing your head against, a again, a 60-foot tall zombie, which, yeah. yeah, no fun. And the you-do-you part is my favorite because Basically, if the goblins figure out that this is what the lizard folk have done, it's going to start like this war because they've it's such a, an affront to them because these terrible lizard folk have raised a godlike figure into this abomination of 
undead, like I said, undead abomination now just stomping around as a goblin thing. Wow. I, I This is awful because it's like a mech meets an undead creature. Yes. <laughs> so it's just bad news. All right. And imagine trying to like climb up this thing to get to the different points, like all the nasty, <laughs> like undead slime. That's all, that's all yeah. I'm thinking about here. Well, it'd be, yeah, it'd be so gross. Like once you get inside, having to like do climb checks or uh, hopefully you're oh. high enough level to just fly. I yeah, because at that point that's icky. <laughs> no. um, yeah, but that would be I'm trying to think of how like you would even want to introduce it. Like, is it that you stumble because? It makes me think of a campaign where you're starting to deal with these lizard folk and you go through and they have these necromantic tendencies and mm-hmm. that's all that's all well <laughs> that's all well and fine and then you stumble into these plans mm-hmm. and they like you're basically you you now have this seed for the next part of your campaign that like wait a minute you're doing you're doing what now <laughs> yeah well i also i think there's a lot of threads here because you know they're raising this as some kind of like false god right so i think like clerics or paladins you know might have this great incentive to be like hey that's not a real god or like i need to take care of that or like even either like evil gods being like no this is not this is not yeah. acceptable. Uh, go take care of this immediately. Yeah, and a cool way to have goblin NPCs that you're interacting with on a, a somewhat of a like friendly level. I don't. That feels like the wrong word, but basically, <laughs> they're willing a mutual to mutual understanding. Yeah, they're willing to work with you to yeah. make this absolutely go away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Please help us. This is an abomination. This is the worst yeah and so there's like he said that there was like platforms in the knees and shoulders and things like that that the necromancers are on and kind of did like a rough mock-up um as well so rorick thank you for that awesome i mean thank you for all you do and of course throwing this out there heck yeah uh okay so the one that i wanted to talk about today is from cobalt Cobalt. Oh. oh boy, that name. Um, and this is uh, only their fifth post, so thank you so much uh, for posting here. Uh, but they went ahead and created the Chaos Elemental, which Ooh. I read and was like, well, this is immediately so cool. So basically, the premise of this uh, this creature is that there were a cult of wizards, you know, like like you do. Cult of oh, wizards well, yeah. starts so much trouble. And basically, they wanted to find ways to make the elementals that they summoned more powerful. So they started doing all these strange experiments and eventually combining elementals with each other. So they would, like, combine fire and water, combine earth and air to create these, like, supercharged elementals. Uh, but they discovered that, uh, you know, the elements holes were not always <laughs> compatible, so no, they would know. end up, you know, extinguishing each other, like blowing each other up. But they did discover that if you get big enough elementals, you can jam them together in like a critical mass sort of situation where there's so much power that they can't cancel each other out. So once they discovered this, they just like took it way too far combining like these enormous elementals with each other so basically the chaos elemental that now exists is like this supercharged you know you're like 
the same being uh, that they say they sort of looks like a sort of like a four legged, almost like ape like creature. So it's got like roiling like chasms of fire and like earth composing it with like rocking with tidal waves and these oh, gusts wow. of wind, like making this super extremely like awful, awful creature, which I just I thought is so cool, like trying to imagine what this thing looks like already. Yeah, and it also made me think of, again, other things you could see around it. Yeah. Where, oh, okay, we were successful here. And my first thought is that you said fire and water. Okay, so it's this crazy steam elemental. Right. Or, and then you said, um, air and earth. So then it's like this dust elemental. And, mm-hmm. but like leading up to this, like you said, this terrifying, <laughs> abomination and you said it was the chaos elemental right yeah Yeah. so it's chaos elemental so what what i really really liked about this description too is yeah it's it's basically like walking across uh or or to defeat this elemental it's a lot of like climbing up it and trying to like navigate these different landscapes that are always like shifting and changing so you know for one minute you're like dealing with an earthquake as you're walking up like the shoulder of this creature to go to like a rain of fire coming from above and the whole thing about defeating it is that there it has these four like crystal like nexus points like for each elemental that are buried inside of the creature and uh what i really really elemental yeah, what I really appreciate about this was like the way to destroy the elemental is to destroy the cre- the crystals individually so that the elements begin to destroy each other. Right. Uh, so it's okay. like since they're at this critical mass at this huge point, like if you defeat, you know, the or you shatter the water crystal, that means that, you know, fire will run rampant, which might like have yeah. a bad effect on the air, on the earth. So um so they put in a bunch of like cool stuff about how like as the elemental collapses, what <laughs> what issues happen and what that looks like will actually change how the fight goes or what you're dealing with um, over the course of the battle, which I just thought was so cool uh to have a creature like in these sequences, you know, how it breaks down or like how you have to defeat it. I just thought that was so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it, I was reading through the post. There's so, so much good stuff here. Yeah. yeah I mean, even in like the you do you section, they yep. casually like mention that there are like methods crawling across the surface of this thing or like there's just so much stuff. And like trying to imagine the scope of this creature and like what you could do with it is just really, really exciting. Yeah, sorry, I'm just stuck reading. There's, right, yeah. it's so good because you could because like you're saying, it, what scale do you want? It yeah, to be? it's because it just could be could keep because <laughs> it could be twenty feet or twenty miles. I mean, it, it depends on what you feel is appropriate because this terrifying amalgam could be releasing portals, if you will, into the plane of air, into yep. the plane of water. Yeah, so then you do creatures like. You, yeah. Creatures, other smaller elementals, the methods, everything like that. But again, it could also be this 20 foot tall creature that is able to use different abilities and do different things and focus on, I mean, the weaknesses it sees in your party. Well done, Cobalt Cobalt. Yeah, yeah, this is red as heck. But you know what that means? <gasps> it's time for us to lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. I have put zero thought into this. Okay. Just in hindsight. (laughs) All right. I have one that I immediately thought of when I read this post. Are you ready? No. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, here it is anyway. Okay. Um, so immediately when I read this title, I was like, oh, The Blob. Like, that's immediately what I thought of, that, like, super awesome movie. If you guys don't know it, go watch it. It's amazing. It's about a blob that gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and eventually they have to figure out a way to take down this thing. So I was instantly like, okay, like, giant ooze monster, because there are really only so many things you can do to just an all-consuming, like, jello monster. (laughs) It's like oh, it's like a uh, like a broken gelatinous cube kind yeah, of yeah that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So like it sucks up buildings and people and like just and yeah, it can deal that acidic oh. damage. So it's just this thing out on the loose. Like how much destruction it could cause would be awesome. Um, and then I was thinking too about like how how would you stop <laughs> such a creature? Yeah. Um, And something I think is really exciting about, like, dealing with these massive, you know, kind of, like, world-shattering creatures that, you know, you can't just fight on your own is maybe getting allies who can help you on your side. Like, because it's in the interest of all creatures, good or evil, not to have the world consumed by a giant blob. Yeah. Um, So I was thinking, like, I mean, in the... In the movie, uh, they use fire extinguishers eventually to, like, okay. spray cold, like, yeah. make this thing cold so they can, like, stop it from expanding. So I was like, what if you have to, like, go and, like, you know, petition, like, an ancient white dragon to, like, help you to, like, breathe cold on this thing or get the help of, like, frost giants uh, to do something to, like, a temporary alliance to stop this creature uh, that just threatens to keep expanding. Yeah, and something something to do along those lines would be it's it's consuming all of this area, but for some reason it doesn't seem like it's going north. Let's say right, yeah. And so then giving clues like that so your players can figure out like, oh, well, this thing doesn't like the cold, and maybe yeah. maybe sending them out there and seeing that it it's damaged in some way or halted or something like that, and now they know what they do with that or how they figure out how, like you said, uh, enlisting an adult white or ancient white dragon, something along those lines, and then doing a lot of research into, I mean, here we go with another California thing, but like, how do people fight large fires? I mean, because essentially that's what yeah. you're, you're doing. You're, you're this large scale event and what do people do to come together to mm-hmm. stop this kind of thing? Wow, yeah. That's cool. How do the ooh, how do the heroes traverse the creature? Oh man. Maybe yeah, if I mean if they can find some kind of substance that like won't be destroyed by the acid, like imagine like being in like a submarine of some kind and going through this ooze. Like huh. that would be incredible. Or like these like suits of a specific type of metal or stone or something that they could wear so they won't be immediately consumed. By this thing again, because because these things happen on this scale, and again, you need you need your players to fit. And this is what we talked about in the original episode. Like you need your players to figure this out. Yeah. So it could be on the backside they figure out that ice is maybe what does it, but on the front side it could be that there is all this certain type of element that yeah. is like pushed at the front of it because it's not being consumed. It's not mm. being eaten by the acid so like there's this this weird mass of kind of trash or debris at the front of this ooze as it's pushing it farther forward or like a a whole town is destroyed and only certain things are left Mm -hmm. behind or yeah very cool what does the creature do to try and stop them uh murder it's them just just (laughs) outright murder (laughs) 
how can the heroes research the creature before the encounter? We've, we've already yeah. kind of gone over that. And you do you. So I want to go back to who created it, how and why. And I guess that'll kind of fold into some of our you do you. I really just want it to be something like an experiment gone wrong. Oh, yeah. And then totally. you eventually figure that out by finding the epicenter, if you will. And the the, the original wizard is just super bummed. And I, <laughs> yeah, wanted to, like, I wanted to be a person like, that, <laughs> yeah, that's not evil in any way, shape, or form. It just went sideways on this poor poor person. Like they just had no idea that they were delving too deep into the the ooze or gelatinous cube research that they were doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, though definitely. I mean, if you do want to give it a malicious bent, I mean. Oblex or the god Jubilex, the like the demon prince of ooze is one of the most disgusting and terrifying beings um True. ever in DD lore. So imagine, yeah, this group of like cultists that's like, ah, oh, we're gonna summon our ooze god, and like maybe Whoop. this is just a small piece like of of Jubilex that's been brought, and the minute it hits the material plane, it just becomes all consuming. Away we go. Ah! Here we go. Take it off. <laughs> Jello Town. Here we are. What else could we do? I feel like all of us, I mean, a lot of my ideas just want wizards to just be dumb. <laughs> Magic is bad. Yeah. How could you have done this? Okay. So my inspiration is definitely kind of looking back to the post from Letter Lost because I was kind of thinking of the idea of. A lot, a lot of this, we're thinking of single creatures, but mm -hmm. the, still a lot of things getting together also turns into a large monster. Yeah. So my thought was, what if it's basically a forest gone wrong? Yeah. So if you think in Lord of the Rings when they're like, hey, forest, go over here and kill all these orcs. And mm -hmm. it does. Yeah. <laughs> and it could be – It also made, now it makes me think of the Don Cheadle where he's Captain Planet and just turning everyone into trees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're a tree. Uh, Art! <laughs> but, but the idea that an entire, like, basically Mother Nature itself is is turned for some reason. Mm -hmm. And it could be, again, it could be just druids who are fed up. And it's just these, you, you come into a town and it's just overgrown completely. Yeah. But people are still, like, in their homes. And they've been overgrown. And then figuring out how to stop this forest from just taking over everything. Mm -hmm. But I feel like some of the same solutions are the solution as the blob. Yeah. But I wanted to be a lot smarter, but mm -hmm. in the sense that the blob is just going and going and going. Yeah. Whereas it's just this, hunger motivated. Yeah. And this, this forest is being controlled by these druids. And so it is really smart. Like maybe even when it sees, wait, maybe even when it could tell that it's going to be found out, like it moves the forest again. So mm -hmm. then this town has been overgrown, but then it's just, absolutely perplexing because there's no plant life there whatsoever but like you have the signs that that's what happened and I, I think it'd just be a really interesting air quote mystery if you will until the players finally figure out like it's it's basically this giant living forest that is going wherever it wants and doing whatever it wants mm -hmm. yeah well I like that too because the, it kind of provides like a diplomatic solution right for this mm -hmm. thing because it's like if this is like a ritual that happens you know to awaken the forest or whatever so it comes and it goes like talking to the druids or whoever created this like and maybe addressing the reason why uh is also a solution as opposed to just like destroying the creature as it is i just thought of the terrifying answer to why you can't figure it out it's because it goes back underground yeah Ooh. 
And then your players could just be somewhere that seems just desolate, absolutely barren. And then within the next second, they find themselves in this completely just like canopy level sun blotted forest. Oh, man. Because it just springs up around them. Yeah. Oh. That'd be cool. That'd be so terrifying. That'd be so terrifying as a player. Just be like, oh, no, I don't don't want to do this. I roll. I roll to pass out. I lay down. <laughs> yep, just w- wake me up when it's done. I hate this. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and I think that'd be one of the things. What does the creature do to stop them? That it, it it pops up and basically encapsulates them, and like you're forced into some level of interaction, either with the druids or to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has every option of just leaving whatever it feels like. Well, that would be really cool too. Like in learning about this thing, you'd be like, why is this happening? And like looking at these scenes and eventually like figuring out the pattern of where it's going, what it's targeting and where it might go next. So, you know, you have to like arrive in time to do something to prevent this. Uh, so if you like track the pattern of like it's moving on these cities across the Western like plains, like that would be a really cool, oh, it's yeah. almost like like tornado watching, right? You're like, where is it going to go next? Uh, and trying to get there in time while the chaos is happening. I think that'd be really cool. Man, what if it was just one person that really like angered to these druids? Yeah. <laughs> like they're trying to get a certain person. So then it's going through these towns with with seemingly no rhyme or reason, but it's yeah. trying to find a certain person. <gasps> that would be, be so awful. Yeah. Well, what weak points must be exploited? Oh my gosh! Well, now, now I'm just thinking of uh, what's that? Those movies like Final Destination. Like, what if there's just like a swarm of like chaos that followed yeah. one person? Like this just oh, horrible yeah. chain of bad luck followed somebody everywhere. And like, how do you stop that? Yeah. Oh man. Because I mean, we've only been talking about flora, if you will, but certainly fauna could be yeah. involved as well. If all of nature. <laughs> Just is like I'm yeah. gonna murder you. Oh no! Oh man, because that'd be. I mean, I can't decide what would be more terrifying. Like I said, the idea of just walking through this desolate, absolutely barren, just hard, hard earth area, and a forest popping up, but it being vibrant and just yeah. full of life, and you just hear all of these animal sounds and everything you could think of. Yeah, red, very red. Okay. But with that, I say we've done it. Huzzah! But if you wanted to follow us, you can always head over to Twitter and follow us at DMnastics. And of course, you can find me at Joe Maniac, Jack of all trades, master of none, IAC. Or you can find me at C. Conowich. C. Conowich. <laughs> and if you feel so inclined, you can also find us now on Instagram, also at DMnastics, where you can find our daily DMnastics there as well. And of course, head over to our Patreon where you can check out one of our flashback episodes. But rather than let these mental gains go to waste, let's head over to taking your supplements. Taking your supplements. So Neil, you have something super cool that you showed me to talk about today that yes. I'm in love with. Perfect. Speaking of Instagram, you should go over there and follow Dungeon Masters Workshop. Uh, They have a ton of followers. They also have a Patreon. And every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they release some new content with awesome graphics and hilarious themes. It's right up this alley. If you Mm -hmm. like what we do, you'll like what they do. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Sherpa's Machete, 
birthday party hat, helm of the judge, which looks like Judge Dredd's uh, helmet. Yeah. These are these are so fantastic because they're just bite-sized, like easy to digest items, NPCs, like all kinds of cool stuff on here. And they're just like super well made. Even like the text there to the right, the like the drawing style. It sort of actually reminds me of like, you know, the munchkin card game. Oh yeah, definitely. Like those like cute fun like cartoon drawings, um, just like super accessible. I think my favorite is the the little familiar that's a tree frog. Yep. Um, that's amazing. I love it. And what a cool thing to see popping up in your Instagram feed besides selfies. Hey, yes. <laughs> selfies and food. Yep. And now <laughs> selfies, this. food, and now magic items. Ta-da! But yeah, definitely uh, follow them and I don't know, let them know we sent you. That I mean, sure, that's a thing people say. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't care less if that's what you do, but you should definitely go follow them and check out all the cool stuff they're putting out. Oh my gosh, they have a coffee potion. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. And how about the librarian's mall where it's basically just a book at the end of a stick? I like the mystery meat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So good. Indestructible sending stone that looks like an old Nokia cell phone. Yeah. (laughs) Boom. Perfect. With that, we will turn out the lights and head out of the gym. But before we go, I want to implore you, the listeners, to join on the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as the other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. <laughs> <laughs>